Welcome back, episode number 10 of The Lowdown in the studio with Tom. Tom, how's it going, mate? Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you? Good man, yeah. Long trip up to uh, Preston for you this evening. Yeah, um, bit of traffic on the M6. Just had, had a look at Google Maps, getting even worse. What's the worst motorway in England? Um, M25. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd uh, struggle to argue with that one. Uh, Reese is on the line. Reese, uh, you did test positive for COVID, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I tested positive on Monday, so the furthest I'll be going this evening is my living room. So, oh well. To be honest, mate, you know the Premier League back. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to have gone to Blues anyway. It probably <laughs> wasn't the worst time to get COVID, was it? <laughs> no, I mean at the start of the Premier League, like obviously being locked in all week. My my fantasy team is on absolute point because I've just spent several evenings going through it. So it could it could have come it could have been worse, but you know it is what it is. So it is what it is. Uh, you'll obviously recover, and obviously the most important thing is that uh, you're you're not feeling the side effects of it too much. Um, obviously, yeah, at low six we take it seriously. Um, even in spite of Reese being double jabbed, he is self-isolating. Obviously, has your girlfriend tested positive yet, Charlotte, or not? No, 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 she hasn't at all. No, she's so she's been doing. Uh, she's had a PCR test and like lateral flows every day, and she's still testing negative. So, wow. we took precautions in the house. So, I've slept on the sofa for the last four <laughs> nights. So, <laughs> is that is that the first time that you've ever been made to sleep on the sofa? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We won't know. We won't get into recent Charlotte's uh, personal uh, issues too much on this uh, on the lowdown. Uh, right, lads, we we uh, we won't digress any further. We've got plenty to uh, to uh, delve into ahead of uh, another cracking weekend of sport. Starting point, only one place really. Tom um, Lionel Messi has uh, officially been unveiled as a Paris Saint Germain player. Uh, Neymar and Mbappe uh, and Messi. Uh, Scariest front three in Europe, would you say? Uh, at the minute, yeah. Um, you've got you've got the best player in the world, best you know player of all time potentially. Mm-hmm. You got the, probably the most exciting sort of youth. Can you still call him a, a youngster? How old is he? Twenty two, twenty three. Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah. And then yeah, and then you've got Neymar, who's for for a while he's been sort of in the top five players in the world. Mm-hmm. So, don't I, I wouldn't be looking forward to facing that in in the far, especially in the farmers league as well. In the farmers yeah. league, yeah, quite right. Reese Neymar, um, he's obviously a very very talented player. Um, you only have to kind of watch him and, uh, and appreciate just how good he is with the football. But something about his personality and his behaviour on the pitch that I just can't really take to him. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there's, there's some things when you, you look at him and you're like, you know, don't get me wrong, his footballing ability is, is literally like one of the best up there in, in the world. Like, you know, that, that's no question about it. But there's just these little things that just like, you know, push you away from him. So like that weird thing where he's always seems to be injured or suspended on his sister's birthday. I mean, that's that, yeah. that's really weird. Um, mm. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, you know, he's, he's loved by his country for, you know, obviously... He, was part of the Olympic gold medal squad when they won it in 2016. And, 
you know, I thought the reason that he left Barcelona was purely because he wasn't the one in the spotlight. It was all Messi, and now Messi's come to PSG. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand, like, you know, the logic behind it. That you know, they're all excited that they're going to be in the front three when it seemed the reason that Neymar left Barcelona in the first place was purely because of Messi. So, mm. I mean, it'd be interesting to see him in a team again, and you know, with the you know, the addition of Mbappe, it just looks frighteningly quick. So easily one of the best lines in front. But, you know, obviously the, the relationship with the players is probably the more important aspect. Mm. The um, the La Liga as a brand, Tom, uh, is in serious... Uh, it, well, it's, it's going backwards, isn't it? You know, losing Ronaldo um, and, and obviously now Messi, the, the two best players of the generation, perhaps the two best players of all time. Um it's in a bit of yeah, been a bit of bother, and obviously let's not forget Atletico Madrid won the La Liga as well last year. Um, Barcelona, even with Messi, were, were struggling to really sort of land a glove on a team that you know shouldn't even really be considered as their kind of closest rival. It should be Real, really, shouldn't it? So, um, what's your, what's your kind of thoughts on, on on that and and just European football as a whole? You know, Paris Saint Germain obviously have a lot of firepower, uh, Bayern Munich, but. Elsewhere, it's just all about England, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you've got your two biggest clubs in Real Madrid and Barcelona in such like financial sort of disarray, um, it's never going to sort of end well. So yeah, as you said, losing Ronaldo and Messi—that's you know the two main, like, the two biggest pulls um, that, that you are going to get. Um, and yeah, I mean, Jeff. Bezos, whatever, however you pronounce, he um, sort of got a bit lucky, didn't he? He, he, he bought the the French sort of TV rights on mm-hmm. uh, sort of pretty pretty low deal last, um, yeah. a few weeks ago, and then then Messi signs, and then as I said, that's that's a massive pull. Yeah. People are going to want to want to watch <laughs> him score seven against Strasbourg <laughs> and, and and teams like that running rings around. <laughs> Running rings around nonsense. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think, is it, is it the, the Bundesliga now on Sky Sports? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, or, is it, or is it BT? Or? I mean, Serie, the Serie, Serie A is, it? Is, um, is on Sky. Yeah, it's on Sky, Sky now, I think. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, since the last time we I'm spoke. Sure, I'm sure they've just, just got the Bundesliga as well. I'm sure yeah. that they made a big yeah. thing about it that they've got the Bundesliga as well. I was sure they had, yeah, sure I saw something. But of course, obviously, we mentioned the Serie A as well and we we talk about one team on the up and, and perhaps who were, were, you know, benefited from, um, you know, no fans last season was obviously Inter Milan and, and their sort of, you know, biggest star, Lukaku, obviously finds himself back in uh, in the Premier League as well, rejoining Chelsea. So uh, not exactly good news for obviously the Italian league either, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing Messi uh, in, in a PSG shirt. And uh, there probably was a more competitive division that he could have gone to to uh, shed this uh, this this kind of argument with uh, with Ronaldo. And as Jamie said last year, of course, he, he could have gone anywhere and he goes to another Farmers League. But uh, there we go. Uh, we'll move on. Reese. Uh, hot topic really for you, I suppose. Um, Birmingham City supporters who sit in the in either the Tilton Road end or the Spine Cop uh, will be unable to attend the first two fixtures d- uh, due to ongoing maintenance work. Can you just give a listeners who probably aren't as fully clued up on the story a bit of a background into kind of 
you know, how this occurred, when it occurred, and, and why, well, I suppose you won't know exactly why there's been such a delay, but just the, the communication from the club to the fans seems to have been really poor. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a blue nose, I mean, it's just absolutely disgraceful the way that everything's gone about. But it, it basically comes to when, when the stadium was made all seater back in the 90s. Um, it seemed like it was done on the cheap. And, um, you know, they left a lot of rubble under the stands that basically affected the, the structural integrity of both stands. Um, the reason it seems to be more delayed, if anything, because it seems to be like the knock-on effect of, of Dong again, who just seems to have procrastinated the whole time he was chairman. Um, and basically, they tried to get it all sorted, you know, with, with very minimal time because obviously it wasn't sorted last year. It's been known about for about, I don't know, about eight, nine months now. Um, you know, the fact that they've told fans to buy season tickets in these stands and they're not even able to fulfil the first two fixtures is absolutely insane. Um, and basically, the ballot that they've done, so they're told they didn't have enough seats in the Gilmerick or the main stand uh, to, to, to offer to the, the remaining season ticket holders. So they've basically done a ballot for the remaining seats going and some season ticket holders were told if they couldn't get tickets for the Stoke game, uh, out of the ballot, they'd be promised a ticket for the Bournemouth, Bournemouth game in a, shortly after. But it shouldn't be getting to that point. It's just, it's you know, when it's made in Sky Sports and you know DBC Sports, something like this is, you know, it, it's completely wrong. And the, the weird thing about it is just the silence from the local press as well. Like the Birmingham Mail and you know, you know, DBC WM have, have literally not said a word about it until they don't. DBCWN didn't say anything about it till last night. Mm. But, you know, Birmingham Mail have been absolutely silent on it. And it's a very, very weird circumstance to be in. Yeah, it's uh, it's poor, isn't it, Tom? Um, allegiances aside, of course, as a, as a Villa fan there, smirking in the corner. Um, <laughs> 18 months to, you know, the, the best opportunity really, you know, to, to, to kind of resolve this issue... Um, you know, with with fan, you know, clubs have uh, had no option but to to host you know games behind closed doors. Um, this was as good an opportunity as they had to to kind of you know fix this problem, and uh, and yet here here they are on the eve of what should be welcoming you know supporters back um, in a kind of an unlimited capacity for the first time since March 2020, which feels like an absolute age ago, and yet supporters are you know. Two days, three days before the season starts, still haven't got season tickets, and then of course only a couple of days ago are they actually being told that you know they can't attend. It's uh, like I said, communication-wise, it's 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 very very shocking as Reece says. Yeah, it's a bit of a shambles, really, isn't it? Like when you talk about well-run clubs, Birmingham doesn't exactly spring to mind, does it? Um, they've not been ran well for f- sort of last decade or so, maybe yeah. even, even longer. Reese, if I'm I think I think the Golds and the Sullivans, like you know, and Brady, they did get us in. You know, they got us into a decent position where we were actually making profit. But it was the way they handed us over. As soon as it went to Carson Young, it, it's just gone. It's just gone pissed off, yeah. and that's the nicest way to put it. Yeah, he was a. Uh, uh, is he? I don't think he's still under house arrest, or is he? I'd... I'll be honest. I, I have no idea. I just know that he got done for money laundering and. Hmm. You know, it, it, it just you know after all the Carling Cup and everything, it just all come crashing down. So 
Yeah. You know, it's just the, the one thing is he, he is out. That's one thing. And now we've got Dung out. You know, those those are the two that were really absolutely killing us. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at it now, and, you know, there's still we're still not clear on who owns the club. It's, it's a very weird, you know, predicament to be in. Yeah, uh, I think the the manner in which the Gold Sullivan and, and Brady, the, the 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 kind of the Cockney trio left, um, obviously they they probably had a responsibility to ensure that the club was in you know well run hands when they went to to go and, and leave for West Ham United, but obviously that's not been the case, and uh, yeah, it's very very poor. Um, Birmingham City obviously no longer a part of Lowestoft, so we can um, we can say <laughs> we don't we, we don't have we don't have a commercial aspect to kind of worry about. But uh, I think even if they were, you, we, we'd want to be kind of voicing, uh, as, uh, particularly as a local business. Of course, we're only based in Solihull. Um, you know, plenty of, of Birmingham City fans around here, and it's uh, it's very poor. My dad's a blue nose. He's very very um, outraged. He's very upset. You know, he's been looking forward to this um, to, to, to this day. You know, for for a long time, as, as as many fans up and down the country have been looking to you know get back into their their you know their home seat, um, sort of for the first time in in the post COVID era, and uh, that's obviously not going to be the case um, for you know at least what a good twelve thousand you know Blues fans uh, on on Saturday against Stoke City. So we're uh, obviously disappointing, and then as well, just from a, a general atmospheric perspective as well you know the, the the players must have been looking forward to fans returning uh, in full capacity uh, and, and of course the ground's going to be you know still half empty so uh, yeah not exactly the um, the best week to be a blue nose um tom will come on to the uh, community shield or charity is it charity shield or community shield it's no, called community it used to be called charity shield but yeah. but they didn't actually give enough money to charity right so okay. actually, uh, yeah there's a changed. no surprises there then <laughs> uh well funnily enough we talk about money and obviously man city were involved um they got beat by leicester late on yeah. i saw a study that apparently that the squad that they fielded was still something like 550 million is that, is that oh, correct God. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I think obviously I mean, Grealish was hundred of that, yeah. but, <laughs> but um, you know, we we kind of spoke about it. Um, you know, uh, on, on the Ultimate Fan Fix podcast, uh, we'll come on to Ultimate Fan in a minute. Um, you know, we don't really look into preseason too much. Um, you know, do you still consider Man City as the very much the ones to beat for the Premier League this season? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, first, right. So Pep. I used to really like Pep, but now, oh god, he's he's annoying. Um, yeah. Is this just because of Grealish? Or no, no, no. So right, so Champions League. Yeah, I mean, I I I said, oh, he's overthought it. Um, a lot of the me- all the media was like, oh, no, he thought about it. He thought about it wrongly. He fucked it up. <laughs> messed up the Champions League. Battled the Champions League again without Messi. So he goes to his owners, says. Stop making laws that it's illegal to be gay for a minute and give me 250 million to spend on two players. Mm. I mean, this is not the first time that he's just had, like, just spunked money up the wall. He, like, he had 200 million to spend on defenders, mm. couldn't teach him how to defend, so he went and spent another 200 million yeah. on defenders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That TikTok, I think, sums it up perfectly, doesn't it? The, uh, the TikTok um, in, in the week of. Kind of since he joined in 2016, all the money he spent and sort of 
how much progress or how little progress, I should say, they've made uh, in the in the Champions League um, ever since he joined. And let's not forget as well, he was literally gifted the best, not only the best Barcelona team, yeah. but probably the best Bayern Munich team yeah. that had just won every single trophy yeah. in sight. And I don't think he even managed to get Munich to a final. No, no, he didn't. So, but, uh, yeah. Did you, did you hear him after the... Um the community shield saying, what did he say? um, we're going to have to start grinding out wins when we don't have our strongest side out. Like, <laughs> like their second team couldn't finish in the top four anyway. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, he, yeah. He, 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 he just, he, just, he winds me up. This is a rant. This is, this yeah. is, this is another pep rant because yeah. obviously Grealish <laughs> is gone. And so, Aston Villa were very, very anti-Man City, as you can imagine. What I do agree with though, and you, the point you made last week is uh, the fact that they could be under investigation for all this financial um you know stuff and and now this talk that oh harry kane they will bid 120 million pounds for harry kane and uh, the whole thing's just a bit uh, and i think jamie hit the nail on the head last week it's we, we're very much in danger in england yeah. of it becoming very much a kind of a one um you know a one team league uh it was just, Reese. just obviously moving on to the Championship, let's just come away from the Premier League for a second, but I, I, the Championship's just enthralling, isn't it? And I think most fans in, in the Premier League were, were, were probably as excited for the return of uh, the Football League last week as, uh, as they were the Premier League this weekend. Well, you got, the thing is with, with Football League is half the time you don't know who's going to win the league, you don't know who's going on. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I, I love the fact my team playing the championship because, it, you know, every week you have a chance of winning a game. When you're in the Premier League, you know which games you have to win otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one the one thing I do I do love about championship football is that, you know, you, you can still get 15 wins in a season. And, and, you know, you're guaranteed at least 15 wins a season, mm. you know, out, out, of, out of 46 games. Like, uh, Don't get me wrong, that won't keep you up. But, you know, there will be times where you at least win a game. Like, you know, it's not like in the Premier League. Like, if Birmingham City are in the Premier League now, I don't even think you get to double-figure points. Yeah. You know, I don't think we would. Like, I'd like to see my team progress. And obviously, the Premier League is, a, is, a, is an aim for a lot of teams. But the problem with the Championship now is, like, a lot of the teams going down from the Premier League seem to be going straight back up. Like, Norwich is just, just a huge example where they just... When they first went back up with... with with Sparker as manager, they they knew that they were ahead, and it wasn't the end of the world if they came back down. Mm. And they went straight back up. And that's the only thing that kills it a little bit for me. Is that you know the teams that are relegated obviously get these parachute payments, and it does make a difference. Yeah, because they're getting bigger every season. But it, it does make a difference the parachute payments, which is why like you know I wouldn't be surprised if if Albion won the league and went straight back up again. Mm. Yeah, we're saying in the office, I I'd actually rather see um, us probably just have a good season and, and maybe finish like mm. seventh or eighth or something like mm. that and, and just rebuild because uh, like you say I think the, dis- the disparity between the Premier League and the Championship evidently is, is very very big because you've got Norwich and Watford who, are, who I would say are probably you know very very strong chance to get relegated again uh, and they'll probably just you know come back up at the first time of asking next season obviously Bournemouth after getting relegated were competitive Um uh, you know, again, Fulham this season, you know, are probably going to be sort of on the outskirts. I mean, the only one exception I suppose you could make is, uh, is Sheffield United, who have just didn't seem to make any additions at all, have they? And and obviously just their, their season last year was, uh, it started on a whimper and it very much ended on a whimper, didn't it? Um, uh, 
let's talk uh, Ultimate Fan. I'll just get uh, a few words in on Ultimate Fan. So it's obviously a fantasy um, game, kick-started uh, across Euro 2020. Uh, it's now switched over to the Premier League, so it will be taking place across the, each, the, each of the 38 uh game weeks uh, for the Premier League season 2021-22 there's £15,000 up for grabs on game week one getting underway on Friday evening uh, ahead of Brentford's clash with Arsenal Uh, subscribe either gold or silver pack uh, and check out our exclusive content uh, including the return of the Ultimate Fanfix podcast featuring myself Tom and Reese. that's available on both iOS and Android um Premier League anti-post, Tom and Reese. Tom, I'll come to you first. Um, Your dark horse for the season. I mean, I suppose one who probably epitomised that last year was West Ham. Yeah. You know, probably exceeded expectations. Supporters probably weren't too happy or were slightly underwhelmed by, you know, David Moyes um, sort of coming back for a second stint and he's obviously repaid his, you know, um, the the, the kind of the, uh, the trust from connections and, and, and the hierarchy uh, at the London Stadium and Jesse Lingard obviously came and made a big impact. Um, if you had to kind of look at one, you know, for this season, who would you side with? I'm going to go with Brighton. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that they can actually put the ball in the net because... <laughs> um, they made any additions, have they? Or? Um, yeah, they've, they've signed a midfielder from um, Salzburg. He he looks a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, going for uh, up front, I don't think they have to be fair. No, but Morpé should be like a ten goal a season yeah. striker, shouldn't he? Because at least the un- the underlying stats of last season, they should have you know finished high, much higher than than they did, but they just couldn't. Good football team, good good to watch. Yeah, but they just they couldn't score in a brothel, could no. they? So yeah, I'm just gonna hope that they um that they can sort of. Actually, find the net, and I, I do think they'll they, they, they could be a very good team next season. Yeah, uh, Graham Potter, obviously. I think he's an Albion fan, actually. Brian, Brian Potter. Isn't Brian Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Seagulls fans will be hoping that it's Harry Potter in charge uh, <laughs> this year. Um, so, Brighton Dark Horse for Tom. Uh, Reese, have you got a banker for relegation? I. Uh, See, I, I think relegation, this probably could be one of the best relegation battles we're going to see in recent time. But I think, I think I'm going to go with Southampton mm-hmm. this time around. They've been picked apart, you know, completely. You know, Ings has gone. You know, they're going to rely a lot more on Adams. And I think, obviously, Adam Armstrong is a great addition up front. But he needs to prove that he can fire in the Premier League. And, you know, he was great at Blackburn. But it, it will take some time to settle if anything, you know, if anybody knows the gap between the Championship and the Premier League is... He's quite get, he's getting bigger by the season, so it's going to take a bit to settle there. I think Vestergaard going to Leicester is a big loss for them. They've lost um, quite a big, you know, man at the back, and you know the, the bonus they've got is obviously Walker Peters comes back and he does a lot of the running for that, you know, that back line. It's going to make a massive difference. But I think I think it's too much of a task. I mean, they they don't get a lot of funding, you know, you know they don't get a lot of funding as it is the side and. You know, they're not recruiting the most smartest, though, when you look at the league. So, I think Southampton might be the uh, might be the value going down. You know, I think they'll definitely be in trouble. Yeah, uh, as we were saying on the, the Ultimate Fan Fix podcast, they'd lost five out of the last eight games last season. Looked like, at one point, they were 
going to be challenging for you know the sort of top eight places, weren't they, near the start of the season? Obviously, Danny Ings as well, as you say, Vestergaard, two massive players for them. Don't really know what they've done in, in terms of recruitment, but they lost 9-0 again last season. The Saints fans won't like to be reminded. I mean, losing 9-0 two seasons in a row and obviously losing your best defender culminated in that. It's, it's I, I, I think they deserve to be relegated just for when Hassan Hootel started crying after he beat beat Liverpool last, <laughs> oh, last season. Oh yeah, that was that was that was that was terrible, wasn't it? That was awful. Was that was that behind was that, was that one of the games behind closed doors yeah. like last season, was yeah. it? Oh yeah, God, yeah. Cry, I think it was Robert Hoof said crying on the pitch is just unforgivable. I think it was him that tweeted that out. Um my dark horse is gonna be Brentford, because I just think they'll be a completely unknown entity. Um don't really like the manager at all. Try to get a bit, get a bit of rivalry with us and Leeds a couple of years ago, and we both went up, and it was quite funny to see them completely bottle it at the end. But I do think that you know clubs are going to take maybe a a while to kind of work them out. I think they'll they'll play some good football. They'll probably just go under the radar. And I think historically, uh, maybe not obviously Fulham, but teams that kind of win the playoffs. You know, like Blackpool. I know they went down, but they play some good football, play without fear. And I think this Brentford team have probably got you know more quality than, than than most of the teams that have won the playoff in um in recent years. Uh, and my banker for relegation is Watford. I just think they're gonna. I just don't see anything in that team to suggest to me that they'll be good enough to to even get out you know into seventeenth. I'd be I'd be amazed. Maybe Norwich could this time have enough if. They go down again. I think, uh, regardless of what Daniel Fark has done for them in the championship, I just don't really see how you can progress with a a championship standard manager. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, dark horse for me: Brentford, Bank of Relegation, Watford. We'll come back to this podcast in May and see how these predictions do. Um, your top four, Tom. Um, I didn't say my bank of relegation, but I'm, I'll, I'll go on. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with Watford. Watford, yeah, with you, yeah. Your, your boys play him tomorrow. Yep, yeah, um, we still won't beat him. Villa will do a Villa, <laughs> and, um, yeah. Is Bendia uh, back or not? Yeah, so he's back. Um, Bailey is in training. He'll be in the squad. Uh, what the only doubt is Watkins. So yeah, feeling better than I was, but yeah, I still think it, I still think we'll we'll get the draw. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, top four got to be City. United, Chelsea and Liverpool. I don't think there's... Yeah, doesn't need any more yeah. saying to that. I think I'd agree. Reese, you're the same? I, I'm, I'm going to go a bit different here. I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go City, United, uh, Ch- uh, Chelsea. And this is because they're my dark horse as well. I, I think Arsenal might sneak into the top four this year. Wow. So I, I'll go Arsenal to, to, nab, to nab fourth. Did you see um, Ty from Arsenal Fan TV and <laughs> yeah. James Carragher? I mean, that was uh, that was just hilarious, wasn't it? The, the guy, the guy's he, he, he's comedy gold, isn't he? Like he, he loves his club. He he probably just needs to take a bit of a chill pill sometimes and uh, just 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 realise that they're not exactly the uh, the invincibles and whatever. But uh, no, it was a uh, good uh, good comedy. Go and check it out. I think it was called the the, o- the Open Debate or something like that. I think it was Sky Sports, wasn't it? And um, yeah. Your man from Love Island was hosting it. I don't know how that bloke's ended up where he is, but what's his name? Um, I can't remember what his name is. He's hanging around with like Grealish and all the footballers, yeah. isn't he? He's just like one of those, yeah, I don't know, he's one of those like arse lickers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> has, has, to, has to lick every arse inside to get himself in a picture of Jack Grealish. Oh, anyway, um, enough about that. I hope we'd end up working with him one day. He'll come back and listen to this. I can't even remember what his name is anyway. Um, 
Uber Eats, uh, weekly7game.com is back. One million pounds up for grabs, free to enter, and you get a five pound free Uber Eats voucher just for playing. So while you're sat on the sofa watching Gillette Soccer Saturday, why not get playing, get five pound off your takeaway? Um, seven selected games uh, for the opening weekend of the Premier League starting on Saturday at half 12, Manchester United against Leeds United. Uh, we'll do a quick fire round of predictions. I know we've kind of done these on the Ultimate Fan Podcast, but we'll just do them um, quick fire again. We won't do a player to watch. Obviously, make sure to check out uh, in the Ultimate Fan Plus feed on the app uh, our player to watch. We've got some really good stats thrown in there to help you with your Ultimate Fan teams. Um, Reese, I'll come to you first. Um, actually, no, I won't come to you first because you answered this on the uh, on the other podcast. Um, so, Tom, I'll come to you. Man United against Leeds? Uh, I'm going to go United. Yeah. Uh, both teams to score or yeah, two one. Yeah, good. Yeah, United two one. Two on two one to Manchester United. Uh, Chelsea against Palace. Reese. Uh, I've got three one Chelsea. I can see a couple of goals coming Chelsea's way, but Palace might just uh, throw a spanner in the works early on. Yeah, uh, Chelsea obviously won the Super Cup in the week, didn't they? Beat Villarreal on on penalties in Belfast again. I think they could be. You know, with with two having a whole season there, that you know, I wouldn't completely overlook them for a, a you know opportunity of winning a title. Uh, obviously, won the Champions League last year, so they uh, they head into this season with the, the utmost respect from their rivals. Everton against Southampton. Uh, I'm just going to say a sort of basic one nil home win. I think yeah. um, is this is this Everton's last season in at Goodison Park? Or have they got two more? Not sure. I don't think they've started building the other stadium, no. have they? Um, they obviously lost their um, World Heritage status for that, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, Liverpool. The city of Liverpool's lost its <laughs> World Heritage status because Everton are building a stadium on yeah. the on, on the dock in is it Bramley Dock, I think, in in, in Liverpool. So um, obviously, Red fans won't be happy with that. But as most of my Everton fans like to remind me, um, not many Liverpool fans actually live in <laughs> Liverpool. They all come from Oslo in Norway, apparently. Um, one the Everton for me. Tom, Leicester against Wolves, Midlands derby. Um, I'm going to go pretty comfortable. 2-0 Leicester win. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wolves have obviously got the, the old Benfica boss in charge. Yeah. Uh, weird appointment that was. Um, was it weird, though? Because they love the Portuguese there, don't oh, they? No, obviously it's... Um, George Mendes yeah. client so it's not weird in terms of you can understand why they've done it but as an actual manager mm-hmm. so it's, it's a weird appointment and they've got like no defenders um, fit I think I think they're likely to play like Cody um, Sice and Dendonka as a back three mm-hmm. which none of them really are out and out centre half so mm. yeah I mean, I hate Wolves, obviously I have to because I'm a, well, a West Brom fan, but for like a couple of years ago, they, like, they were good to watch. Yeah. They were entertaining to watch. They had like Jimenez up front, you know, Jota, Matt Doherty. They just seem to have lost the spine of their team yeah. and they just don't look anywhere near as, uh, you know, as kind of interesting or offensive as they yeah. used to be. They, and they're <sighs> not really replacing no. players that are hotter replacing with Fabio Silva. Yeah, um, and how much did he cost as well? Thirty-five like, million. And he, he, he was eighteen when they yeah. bought him, was he? I mean, yeah. even even um, this season they've lost. What's the keeper's name? Patricio. Yeah, and oh, where's he gone again? Roma. 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 Yeah. And they've replaced him with Jose Sar, who's not on the same level. Just a yeah, a bit weird. 
Yeah, going off their recruitment from from last season, you probably wouldn't have too much hope for Wolves. I think you probably just no. if if you offered them like fourteenth or fifteenth now, I think their fans would probably yeah. take it, wouldn't they? Steady first season for the. Uh, for the new gaffer. Um, 2-0 Leicester for Tom then. Um, Norwich against Liverpool. Reese, I think I actually asked you this one on the other podcast as well, so I'm just going to go uh, 2-0 away win. Uh, I think Liverpool, um, in the bid to regain their Premier League title, they should get off to a flyer here at Carroll Road. Um, Newcastle against West Ham, Reese. Oh, I think Newcastle could get battered. Um, I'd, I'd go 2 or 3-0 against West Ham. They've made some Smart signings over the summer. Like I think Ariola in goal is absolutely top class signing to them. He was decent for Fulham and just unfortunately was in part of the side that you knew were always going to go back down. So I think West Ham will, will, will win it comfortably. I really hate Bruce Ball and you know saying <laughs> that as a Blues fan as well. Like it worked 15 years ago, it don't work now. <laughs> no, very true. Um, one of the Kind of the, the dinosaurs of English football, Tom. Is that is that fair to say? I mean, obviously he was a, he, yeah. he was a Villa manager only a few years ago. Or Cabbage Gate. We can't forget that, <laughs> can we? Yeah, he's basically it's just sort of try and keep it at nil nil for as long as possible, and then hope for a bit of individual brilliance to to nick a win. It was garbage to watch. It was so boring. Um, I think the worst thing is is like I think New, Newcastle fans get this quite a bit as well. Um, he always deflects the blame. It's mm. never his fault, um, and he always sort of, sort of, has a pop at um, fans as well mm-hmm. for expecting a little bit better. Yeah, it's just yeah, don't like him. Mm. I think as Reese will say, when you know, I think he's obviously managed um, Villa, Newcastle, uh, in, in, you know, Sun- well, I suppose Sunderland as well uh, in recent years, kind of, you know. I, th- I think Blues, given the situation they were in when he, he obviously took over to get them promoted, they obviously probably felt indebted to Bruce. And if I think if you ask Blue Nose is about about Steve Bruce, Wigan fans about Steve Bruce, Sheffield Wednesday fans, obviously he was there for a short spell as well. They probably only have good things to say about him. I'd, I'd probably exclude Wednesday from that. Would you? Yeah, just because. Just because the way he left. Yeah, I mean, he went to watch cricket for about three weeks. That's true. He did. Um. Managed a few games and then yeah, yeah and then walked. Whole fans as well, I suppose. He was he kind of had a, a decent yeah. bit there before they got relegated. Um, did he? T- I think he took them back up, did he? But then he left in the yeah. the summer, and they were left with good old Mike Phelan, <laughs> good old <laughs> Egghead Mike. I mean, that was that was never going to work, was it? But uh, there we go. Um, but yeah, I, th- I suppose when there's when there's a club, uh, maybe where where there's just more expectation. Yeah. Uh, like a Villa or uh, Villa, maybe more so than Newcastle. I think Newcastle get fans get a bit of a hard time, but uh, you know when you replace Rafa Benitez, who is now you know the Everton manager with Steve Bruce, a Champions League winner with a Championship yeah. manager, especially given that Bruce has spent more money than, than yeah. like Benitez had barely anything to spend, where Bruce spent quite a bit. Yeah, they're so, a circus, aren't they? Mike yeah. Ashley's just a yeah. he's a weapon, isn't he? Um, where are we now? Uh, Tottenham, Man City, Tom. Uh, I come to you for this one. Yeah, Man, Man City win. 2-0. Uh, Pretty comfortable. Reese, I, I think Man City are the, the banker of the weekend. I was looking on the um, the odds uh, for, for each of the, the games earlier on just to kind of do a bit of research for my accumulator this weekend. And Man City are 4-7. <laughs> Is that quite a kind price? Or are you kind of, you know, 4-6, to 4-5? to five, You might get stuck in 4-7 to is a bit short. 
I think I think City away. I think four to seven is a decent price, especially when you you look at the other places around the you know around around the places I'll go and play. You won't get that price very often. I mean, no. I, I I personally think that the, the money's with West Ham. I mean, they're six to five at Newcastle. Who just just don't appeal to me in the slightest. And yeah. I think maybe that's a bit better value. But I mean, Man City over 1.5 goals would probably be closer to, to even. So that's probably where mm. the value is. Yeah. I just think this will be the game where they're like 2 0 up at half time and they'll probably just knock the ball about second half, take the mick. Spurs won't get a touch. Kane probably, well, I can't even see Kane playing, to be honest. It wouldn't surprise me no. if he's left on the bench. Yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I think Son, you know, without Kane. Is I think he's he kind of got a bit found out near the end of last season when you know they're, they're flying forward and it's all kind of going their way. You get the best out of out of Son and on his day he could be one of the you know the, the most deadliest uh, you know sort of attackers in, in in the division. But uh, yeah, again, just ended a bit tepid and um, I'd be I'd be surprised if uh, if if Spurs are any match for City here to be honest. Um, Olympics twenty twenty moving away from the football. Um, Reese, did you have a, a standout moment from Tokyo? Oh, it's got to be the boys from Birmingham, and it's got to be uh, <laughs> you're you know, you're fine getting going, yeah, getting gold in uh, getting gold in the boxing. It's, it's just you know he's from Solihull as well. That just makes it even better. Like you yeah. know, low sixty in Solihull just makes it even better. And like you know, he, he was absolutely fantastic throughout. So I think that was it. I got up early that that Saturday morning to watch his fight. He was absolutely brilliant from the yeah. up. So much deserved. Quite right here, here. Um... Tom, we enjoyed it, didn't we? Uh, in the in the office, kind of coming in in the morning and, and having it on in the background, it was brilliant. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I watched a lot of it, but I can't really remember any of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just I've, that much going on. Yeah, isn't there? I've, I've been sort of that sort of engrossed in in the Premier League starting this week. I've, I've almost sort of just you've been on to kill time in the background, yeah, almost. Yeah, so. and it's just what was it better than you thought? Because obviously we knew there wasn't going to be crowds in. It didn't kind of like feel. Maybe we're just a little bit used to it now. Yeah. Obviously, luckily in England, um, we don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't quite as dead as I envisaged it may have been. No, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're professional athletes, aren't they? So they're going to yeah just get sort of get on with it and yeah, like the diving and the equestrian. It doesn't really matter <laughs> if there's a crowd there or not because there's not. There's not like a load of fans. There's not like a load of you know Chinese yeah. fans chanting at Japanese fans saying who the fucking hell are you? Do you know what I mean? You're not you're not going to get any of that at the diving, are you? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, we, we spoke about Tom Daly's knitting last week, so we probably won't come on to that uh, this time around. It's quite funny watching Jamie's reaction to that. Um, I think uh, Max Whitlock. I think his uh, I really enjoyed him on the pommel horse um, and, and getting a second gold uh, medal, given that he went first as well. Uh, and he set, you know, a score. I, I don't particularly know the, the, the technicalities of it all. Um, you know, you take an interest when the Olympics is on and, and then you kind of lose it, you know, rapidly after, don't you? But obviously Max Whitlock, um, great specimen of a bloke as well. Yeah. Um, you know, given what he does, and he obviously yeah, held his nerve from the start and, and none of uh, his rivals could, could, could match him. And obviously I think that puts him in kind of, you know, the, the territory of one of the best you know, British um, athletes of all time to win two gold medals and then to, to head to Paris in three years. And he's probably got, you know, a live chance to, to get another one there. So if he gets three in a row, uh, I think obviously that's a very, very creditable effort. Speaking of fine specimens, Adam Peaty, uh, apparently is going to feature on this year's Strictly Come Dancing. Tom, if you've just been to Tokyo, 
Uh, how many? I don't know how many medals he won. Did he win? Just Reese? Do you know? He won. He won a few. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, well, he definitely won at least one gold that yeah. I know of. Um, God, did did the relay team win? Uh, with a gold? Oh, they did, didn't they? I think. Yeah. I don't know whether he was in that. No, I think pretty sure he, he was. He was. Yeah. He was in that. Um, I, I think he won three. Three. This time round. Was yeah. that three golds? Was it or just three medals? No, I, I think I think it's two golds and a silver. I wow. Yeah. Still incredible, though. Yeah. You know, to, to go and do that, particularly in swimming, where let's be honest, Britain. We've not. You know, we've had Michael Phelps. You know, just dominate yeah. every every division to have a British swimmer actually I know we had Rebecca Adlington I think she won a, a couple of bronzes did she um, she may have won a gold excuse my ignorance um, but yeah it, you know Strictly Come Dancing he's like you know do you think after all that effort for Tokyo do you want to just give yourself a bit of a break because that bloody dancing looks tough yeah it's a well, if, if you're in it for a while as well that's a that's a good few weeks dedication of yeah. being like training Obviously, it's it's completely different to, yeah. You know, he's used to getting up at five o'clock in the morning, going mm-hmm. swimming in, in the morning. That, but yeah, he um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy. I'd, I'd, I'd be on the beach for a couple, couple of months. I reckon. Yeah, just a few beers. Yeah, yeah, a few Mackie D's down. Yeah, That's a few it. five guys, and then uh, obviously, yeah, you go again for uh, for Paris in three years, don't you, um, Reese? <laughs> If, if if your girlfriend was um, a celebrity and Strictly Come Dancing come calling, are you worried about the Strictly curse? Are you putting your foot down? <laughs> no, I'm not worried at all. No. I, 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 I tell you what, I don't think I've watched that since... Uh, it was the MPL. Was it Anne Witherton when everybody yeah. was voting her in just to, just, just to keep her in for the sake of it? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the last time I watched it, yeah. And she literally, I think she only stayed in, like, everybody was telling her to quit, but she was, uh, she's been a proper Tory saying she has to stay in a contract, so. Yeah. Was, um, was Abby Clancy on it once? Ooh, uh, she may have been. Yeah, I feel like she I was. So, so, yeah. so, if Abby Clancy can go on it and Peter Crouch is still with her, then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Crouch, I'm fairly sure Crouchy's been a bit of a naughty boy, hasn't he? Yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah. We don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm fairly sure that these are. But they all have, haven't they? It must be. Do, do you think it's easy for us to kind of? We we can't really say people in glass houses because we're not kind of in that position. But if we were in that position, and you've got like all these women throwing themselves at you, like I mean, it probably would be tough. I don't know. You know, with the, with the fame and the fortunes. So I'm I'm already used to it. So um. Well, that's the thing, yeah. so, <laughs> Tom. You're out in um, Atherston and uh, well, obviously you 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 were telling me about Atherston away and the football fans fighting each other. Yeah. So um, it's a naughty little town, that isn't it? So it is, yeah, yeah. So the the girls the same. Um, yeah, scrapping, yeah, scrapping in, yeah. They see you same. scrapping in the nightclub and they think we want a bit of Tom. That's it. Yeah. yeah. A bit like Reese and snobs. They just they look at <laughs> Reese and snobs, strutting his stuff, and that's it. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I, I actually like Strictly. I'm I, I'm a Strictly fan. Um, I have to say, I, I do enjoy watching it. Um, Nikita has told me that she's never watched it, so I'm hoping to change that um, this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Adam Peaty on Strictly Come Dancing. So that's uh, that's what I had written next to Olympics 2020 standout <laughs> moment. And Adam Peaty on this year's Strictly Come Dancing. I just noticed it just before yeah. we were coming. I thought it was a good talking point. Um, we move on to boxing. Um, there's not too much to speak about other than the release of Fight Picks. 
so uh, that's a, a new uh, boxing game. This weekend, there's £1,000 up for grabs, free to play ahead of Boatsy versus Bolotniks. Um, I think... Oh, hang on, Reese. I've got someone no caller ID ringing. There we are. I've got him. Um, yeah, uh, I, I got a bit of... Not, not stick, but I, I basically said in the, the work um, Microsoft Teams chat that I see Joshua Boatsy's fighting another sort of, you know, bin man. Um, I wouldn't really tell it him to his face, um, but there we go. Um, yeah, no real news from boxing, no UFC this weekend. It's just all kind of, it's, it's just all Premier League, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Eddie Hearn saying that um, fight picks mm. looks a, a good game. Eddie Hearn giving us a shout out, yeah, yeah with Michelle Joy Phelps on... Um, on, uh, on Behind the Gloves. So, obviously, yeah, Fight Picks is, uh, is promoted by Behind the Gloves, IFL TV, uh, and MTK Global. So, obviously, three big uh, boxing partners there. So, uh, yeah, head over to watch Eddie Hearn's interview and get his thoughts on the game and his predictions for this weekend's card at Fight Camp, Matchroom Fight Camp. Um, horse Racing Reese, uh, obviously, National Hunt's back. Um, make sure to listen as well to the Paddock Picks podcast. Um, we had Aidan Coleman on the show yesterday giving updates on what he uh, did during his time away, uh, updates on Paisley Park, his horse to watch uh, for the upcoming jump season. So, yeah, go go and make sure across all your podcast platforms, Spotify and Apple. Um, but obviously the, the feature sort of meeting uh, of the weekend, Reese, is at Newbury, and we've got the Group 2 Hungerford Stakes. Do you want to talk us through that one? Yeah, it's a bit of, a, it's a bit of an interesting contest, obviously, on a, a quiet weekend. You know, it's probably the one that does stand out the most. I, you know, Mataka Hale plays, you know, he runs in a, he won the Bunbury Cup, he runs in it. And, you know, Nord has been pretty, like, consistent for, 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 for Jessica Harrington's also interesting. Like, obviously, uh, you know, he ran well in, in the Minstrel Stakes and, you know, the John and Gort as well. Like, he was the fancy, I, he was my fancy for the John and Gort and he, he run into second at 11 to 1. So, you know, Dubai for Charlie Appleby, like, you know, went to Mide and had quite a good, uh, you know, stint in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, it'll probably be, you know, an interesting horse there. But, yeah, there's, 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 there's several, like, quite interesting big prices that, I, you know, I, I'd quite happily take a punt outside of the top two, which would be Al Sahal and Dunya. I'd quite happily go and, and have a punt each way in this contest. Yeah, um, just looking as well, tactical as well, of course, who I think won the, uh, was it the Windsor Castle, uh, Ascot, uh, Windsor Castle mm-hmm. Stakes, yeah, Ascot obviously is a, mm-hmm. uh, only only a second start, and he kind of had a co- couple of, you know, decent uh, races to start the season, won Newmarket, uh, came third uh, in the, uh, I think it was a listed event at, at this track back in May, didn't exactly fare too bad at, in, in the Jersey Stakes, and was Probably just a little bit overextended by the mile um, trip at, at Glorious Goodwood last time out. And I think for Andrew Bolden, who's uh, having an absolutely you know amazing season, I think twenty two to one uh, for, for for tactical is uh, it's quite a big price. Uh, I think back down mm-hmm. the trip and uh, you know in, in, in a contest, a, a Group Two contest where there's you know a couple here with uh, with 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 question marks over their head. Uh, I actually do like Dan Yar. Um, I think given uh, given the, the the way uh, he won. Um, at, uh, at Ascot last time out, obviously came second at Royal Ascot as well, came second and third uh, at this course. 
previously. Uh, but yeah, it's just great to have the jumps back, Reese, isn't it? And, uh, you know, kind of really whetting the appetite now for the, the return of Cheltenham in, uh, in October. Uh, and obviously, you know, two two really good cards uh, at Market Raisin and Perth this weekend. Oh yeah, no, you can't, you can't beat the jumps. I mean, I'm already looking forward. I'm already looking forward to Cheltenham. I've already started the anti-post preview for in August. Yep. So you know, we, we've <laughs> still got a good seven, eight months until probably the greatest race, you know, greatest week of jumps racing going. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm always jumps. I don't mind the flat, but you know, jumps, jumps is for me. I, I love jumps. So yeah. you know, all the local, all the local tracks for me are jumps. So I, I'm, I'm all for the jumps. Yeah, make sure to head over to channel.co.uk for all of Reese's anti-post previews for all the big races at the Cheltenham Festival, which obviously kickstarts again in March. Um, Just a quick one while I got you, Reese, on racing. Uh, Obviously, the Ebor Festival takes place uh, at York next week. Uh, The kind of the the feature race is, is of course, the Ebor handicap itself on the Saturday. But I think most, you know, attention turns to the Group One Judmont International. Uh, on the opening day, uh, St Mark's Basilica eight to eleven. Uh, Mishriff is second favourite at three to one. Uh, given you know when the pair met in the Coral Eclipse at Sandown last month, uh, you know Aidan O'Brien's Colt probably hard to oppose here. Yeah, I, I you know Mark, I, I I'm not a, an, an odds on backer. Like you know, no, you know if you read anything I've got, I'm sorry, I I can't back anything under under even, but. You know, Mark, you know, St. Mark's Basilic has made quite a big statement that, you know, that he's going to be, he is very, very tough, tough runner to beat on his day. And you look at the field, the field's not the strongest. There's probably, if there's any rain that comes, that's when it gets exciting because you've got the likes of alcohol free and Max Swiney in the field. You want, you want the rain. So I'm personally crossing my fingers and hoping it absolutely hammers it down the next couple of days because then really the betting does get interesting. Quite right, yeah, and obviously snowfall as well so to feature in the um, the Darley Yorkshire Oaks as well, and yeah, that sort of one and a quarter, one and a half mile division is very very strong this year. Uh, obviously, as we approach the uh, the arc at Parry Longchamp uh, in October, you've got Mojo Star as well, who I'd, I'd say is probably one just to keep an eye on um, for anti post uh, backers. Uh, he obviously came second in the uh, English derby behind Adea, who boosted the form uh, at uh, Ascot in the King George and Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Uh, finishing ahead of Hurricane Lane, who has won two Group 1s subsequently. Uh, and Richard Hannon says that Mojo Star uh, will be using this as a stepping stone for the St. Ledger at Doncaster in September. So he's one to watch in the opener at Newbury at quarter past one, the Academy Insurance British EBF maiden stakes. Incredible, Reese to think that he's, uh, he's still a maiden, given that form he has. Oh, it's, it's 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 insane. You look at the the form that he carries; is is absolutely incredible. Like it just keeps getting better every week, and it's just you know the, the, to just see like I look, I'm I'm a big form studier. I absolutely love 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 form. Like it's what a lot of my study comes off. But you know when you just see like it come off the paper, and it just keeps getting better and better. It's really nice to 
birthdays. It doesn't happen very often, so I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> of course, yeah. And, and just while we're on the, the topic of horse racing, just had um, very sad news come through uh, that Master Craftsman uh, has succumbed to a suspected heart attack age 15, um, which is obviously very sad yeah. news given the uh, the loss of Galileo, two leading sires uh, in their field, both passing away um, in you know within a short space of time. So obviously very, very sad news to hear about that. Uh, sort of part of that See the Stars era, um, obviously was, was a representative of Bally Doyle and Aidan O'Brien. So uh, yeah, very sad news, obviously. Uh, condolences to all connected uh, of those uh, master craftsmen uh, died at the age of 15 um, Tom just to finish on a, a slightly more brighter note um, plans for the weekend then so yeah you're up to Preston uh, I guess just well, you say you you kind of some wedding you say you, yeah. it is a wedding for you so we're Wed- both wedding, at a wedding, wedding this recep- it's a reception, reception yeah. Yeah. yeah so Sitting on the old hay, hay bales in, in the farm yeah, yeah. And, and you can't really drink at the moment can you no so that's going to be a Challenge. Well, um, Annie's brother listens to this, so um, right. No, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> What's Annie's brother's name? Callum. So yeah, shout out to Callum. Shout out to Callum. Uh, so who's getting married? So her cousin and her husband got right. married last year. Oh, so they, they got b- married because b- of COVID. This the celebratory day. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, fantastic. We'll have a good time. Thank I'm you. at a wedding as well in the Cotswolds. Uh, shout out to Reese, also a listener of the show. Uh, Reese and Charlotte getting married uh, in Stow on the Wall tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to it. Can't wait. A few, uh, few beers. Of, uh, I've got a night out tonight with the groom himself and the groomsman. Uh, we're going into Worcester. Great restaurant in Worcester for anyone uh, who's listening that's never been. It's called Ounce. Uh, and it's, uh, I think, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they do this kind of like pound per ounce deal. Uh, so you select how many ounces you want. Uh, and I tell you what, it's the best steak uh, I've ever had. Recommend it to anyone. Did you go when you went to university there, Reese? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. It, good, for, good for good for steak, definitely. Yeah, it's just um, top class. Yeah, I think I live around the corner from it in my third year. So yeah, you might have done yeah, some retirement. I, I, I yeah, I lived in town on the third year, so yeah, I wasn't too far away from it at all. Yeah, got a couple of mates that really fancied that place, so I think we went there a few times. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to guess that you have your steak. You look like a well-done man, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> well offensive, that is. Am I, am I on point I'm, there? Uh, I'm medium rare. Oh, medium rare. Tom? <laughs> um, still alive. Hang on, he can't have, he can't have it, can <laughs> he? I've just remembered you can't even go. He's bloody vegetarian. Unbelievable. What was it? Oh, the Percy Pigs. Uh, no, the Percy Pig's vegetarian. That's it. We saw it yes. on the bag. Yeah, yeah. He, he brought in some Percy Pigs from Marks and Spencer's Reese the other day, and they actually have oh, vegetarian own. Yeah. They're, they're the best sweets ever, Percy Pigs. Are. I absolutely love a Percy Pig. Yeah. yeah went, went to Marks <sighs> and Spencer's, got a meal deal, spent about eight quid for lunch. <laughs> yeah. N- never again. Never again. Life yeah. should, we say, that's, that's the one thing to end this podcast on is, Life should be like a Percy Pigs, <laughs> a bag of Percy Pigs. That's it. Everyone has their own opinion. Don't don't conf- don't make everyone conform to one certain opinion. Give everyone else their chance. Me and Reese like a steak. Tom would rather have a cabbage. Um, probably fair to say. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You should really like these hay these hay bales like barrels. I'm, I'm guessing tomorrow. Well, it sounds like it'd be up your street. Because I don't like because I don't eat animals. Don't mean I want to eat like an animal. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> will Callum, Callum will he take offence to this or not? Uh, no, no. He's a uh, he'll find it funny. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. 
Reese, um, uh, when does your isolation end? What date? Uh, so it ends on the 18th. So I will be back in the office on Thursday. So Reese will be back in the studio next Friday, which would be great. Uh, obviously, it's been good to have you on the line, Reese, uh, as ever. Tom, safe. You're up to Preston. Uh, and obviously, yeah, we'll catch you again next week. Enjoy the Premier League. Make sure to get playing Ultimate Fan. And we'll see you all next week. Cheers, Reese. Cheers, Tom. <laughs> Cheers, guys.